These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard them say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo podcast hosted on Mike's Open Journal and I'm delighted to welcome you guys to today's episode which is episode 10 of the Megacast where I'm joined by my fellow podcasters Matt and Wes from America as we sit down to discuss kind of where we were and where we are both in relation to our own recovery journey but also our podcasts and kind of just have a general catch-up. It was really ace to sit down and kind of reflect I guess on the last couple of years and how we feel um, our recovery journeys taken effect and our experiences with podcasting and talking to different people both sharing our story but also sharing and learning about their stories as well um, a really interesting conversation to have I think just to kind of reflect and look back and sort of celebrate some of those achievements and, and those situations that we've been involved with as well and I think definitely something that I would encourage other people to do and take that little bit of time and look back and recognize okay I'm sure there have been struggles and challenges and, and things that have maybe become barriers but there will have also been successes and I think that was one of the things I really took away from today's conversation with Matt and Wes was that, you know what, yeah, there are struggles and there are some things that have kind of cropped up that maybe weren't expected. But actually, there's been some awesome achievements and moments, conversations that we've been part of, learning opportunities and some fun activities and conversations as well, which was really ace. So I really enjoyed sitting down once again with Matt and Wes and hearing a bit more about their thoughts and just having that conversation with just three guys sat down having a chat. We obviously focus on mental health, but we branch out into other different things as well. And it was, it's just ace to be part of, of the mega cast and of this group of guys that get together. So thank you to you guys for continuing to tune in and, and big thanks to Matt and Wes for continuing to be part of, um, part of our conversation i absolutely love it and i'm already looking forward to our next episode which will come around the holiday period time um as we have a look at 
probably stuff related to Christmas and New Year, the festivities, um, potentially linked into some stuff around seasonal affective disorder as well. But for this episode, it's a little bit about us and our journeys and a chance for you to maybe hear a little bit more from, from us. So thank you very much for downloading the episode for listening and as always if you want to hear or find out a little bit more about me or the podcast or get involved you can find all of that at mikesopenjournal.com but for now I'm going to drop you straight into our conversation there's no big entry there's no big welcome and here's the mega cast um, it's just us sitting down and having a chat and hear the guys set up and get ready and closing doors and we chuckle about the fact we've managed to get together at the right time and the connection's good um, this episode I felt really relaxed. It was a really nice conversation where we weren't really fixed on a particular topic. Um, and that's why I am choosing to to pretty much give you the whole of the recording, really, that I've not cut anything off. <laughs> so I hope you like it. Um, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again very soon. And please do remember, you are not alone out there. I'll talk to you soon. Well immediately in fact because i'm about to throw the clip into anyway yes stay cool guys <laughs> i'll let it go here in a minute <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't just let it go why doesn't it work <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so you need to do a practice and like phone yourself downstairs and then run upstairs and go yeah can you hear I, me and then run downstairs <laughs> can you hear me <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> We've all done things like that. That's awesome. The things we go through as podcasters to try and make sure something records. Oh, no. yeah. oh dear. Does make me chuckle. Oh, okay, let me back up here and see if I can. Whoops. Uh-oh. Hang on a second. It's the ambiance of getting set up for a podcast, everybody, because we don't usually edit these, so it's pretty much starts recording like the second we all join. So this is how we roll. It's how we do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Were were we planning on putting this one out? <laughs> <laughs> this is just for my personal collection. <laughs> It's for our future blooper reel. <laughs> oh, the effort that has to go into that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, making a blooper reel is hard. Oh my I god, know. there's so many screw ups. You just can't. You have to choose the right ones, and you gotta edit them together, and then remember what happened when. And oh my oh, god, I I did like a not highlights, but like a highlights episode when. Um, I think it was around the 12 months, so it's after I'd just had a year of podcasts, and it was really good to do, um, but it just, it took me about two weeks of every evening, because I had to go through and listen to pretty much everything, like I could skip through parts of the conversation, but I had to listen to everything to work out, uh, when I, there's a really good bit of that part of conversation, or a really good quote there, and yeah, I think it t- t- took me two weeks every evening going through and listening to awesome. stuff. And um, originally I thought, oh, I'm going to make like a really nice kind of tight 10 to 15 minute episode and just be a few really nice quotes from different people that have been on over the year and it, it'll be amazing. Well, uh, at some stage I realised that 10 to 15 minutes was quite optimistic 
um, <laughs> as to how I edit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's really nice. I can't just use that bit, though. I'll use, like, half of that conversation. So, yeah, that 10 to 15 minutes, I think, turned into about an hour and a half. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, no one's going to listen to an hour and a half of highlights. <laughs> We could definitely fill up an hour and a half worth of bloopers, though. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without question. Without question. I mean, most of it is, are you there? Are you there? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> or jokes about what time it is. Uh, well, so yes. This morning, I thought it was 7 o'clock tonight. And I was like, that seems early, because I'm sure it's usually later than that. And I was like, no, no. I think I've put it in my phone. It's 7 o'clock. Um, and I was so glad when, like, it was whatever time. It's like, nah, that doesn't match up. That's late. I was like, I'll just say, give me two hours notice and I don't have to worry about it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's the way we ought to do it. Okay. So All right, leader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't come up with a subject matter. Uh, I didn't have a subject matter. I was like, yeah. Well, here, here's one off the cuff. Did anybody get any reaction uh, or interaction from our last one as far as um, thoughts or anything? Anybody take it a task on anything or agree no, or? I... No, no. Uh, I've not we'll had anything. I don't think <laughs> I've had anything through in relation to like topics and things like that. So, okay. Right. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I had some comments of, you know, great podcast. I always love listening to these guys, but nothing in relation to what we were talking about. Ooh. So, no, huh? Okay, cool. All right. Well, we can edit that part out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, guys, guys, I've got so many replies. So <laughs> many. You would not believe I've had to filter them down. <laughs> if I didn't respond to you, it's only because there were so many. Guys, I only I respond to the first 1,000 emails I get per episode. <laughs> <laughs> just keep putting people off until finally they'll just forget. You know. Oh, I heard someone the other day mention that they... Um, because I said, oh, I've set up like my email and stuff for the blog. It's like Mike at whatever. And they were like, oh, we've done something similar. But we have a, um, their two girls that lead their their blog stuff. And they were like, we've set one up that's um, Steve at. And they're like, so we pretend that that's like our admin guy. <laughs> so we tell everyone nice. to email Steve. And then we decide what we want to reply to or not. But it doesn't look like <laughs> we're being rude then because it's from Steve. <laughs> I was like, that's a really good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> it's funny the things that we come up with as you go along, kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a good, that, yeah, that would work. That would be, uh, yeah, beneficial. Yeah. <clears throat> love those, love those made up staff names and staff departments, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Be sure and contact my marketing team, yeah, and right. then you will be promptly replied to by the billing team, who will then forge over to the sales team. And, and of course, meanwhile, it's only you doing all of it. So, right. so <laughs> show me your Put corporate structure. <laughs> yes. Please unsubscribe if you don't want our, our uh, sales department to give you a call. You know, <laughs> send you an email. Oh, it's amazing. Cool. Well, I, I think we were talking about, or at least we were uh, texting back and forth about, um, and I don't have my phone in front of me so i probably won't be able to articulate it like you guys did but basically um 
what was it? I think I went back and listened to the last sort of ten minutes of the last episode, and mm-hmm. we. I, did, oh, I can't remember now if we hinted at or we started to say that one of the things that we might look at was like where we were versus sort of where we are. But I, I don't know if that's in relation to like mental health, the podcast or, or a combination of the two. Um, I think it was a combination of, you know, yeah. where we were versus, you know, I mean, I guess maybe how we felt or how our life has changed since we started doing this. I think mm. it might have been something like that. Yeah, right. That sounds vaguely that's... familiar. I was just going to say the exact same thing. (laughs) But um, yeah, and I think you can, I think you can throw it all into, to one pot um, because, you know, I mean, to an extent, um, you know, people might have seen you guys evolve over the course of time. You know, um, uh, I know for myself, it's almost like I've, (laughs) I've almost regressed rather than move forward as far as, um, an online presence, but you guys are like going gangbusters now. I mean, it's a, it's a thing, you know? So, um, Mike, how do you, how do you think you've, how do you think you've changed? What, what do you, what do you see changing from the time you started in the podcasting campaigning, uh, process to where you're at today? I suppose, um, oh, I don't know. I guess the getting comfortable just with talking about sort of mental health and having those open conversations. And um, I think especially for me, learning that interaction through the podcast of you don't have a body language to read off of. So the conversations are slightly different and I will naturally if I'm sat with someone kind of wait and give them a pause and you have to learn to rework that slightly with a podcast but being open to sharing your story and your coping strategies and also being really careful that you make it clear that that's your story or your journey and it's not going to be applicable for everyone and just because I really like um, writing or talking to people um, that m- might not be for somebody else. They might really be into um, art or some adventure sport or something. And um, I guess it's being open and learning that you do need to be quite clear with some of the language that you you use as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I learn stuff every time I talk to you guys. <laughs> That's how we roll. Yeah, exactly. We're always influencing each other in some way or learning from each other in some way, it seems. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's that nice idea, isn't it, that we all come with like a slightly different mindset. We've all experienced different things and we've come in with the similarity of all wanting to, to talk about mental health, being prepared to share our story, wanting to have that kind of podcast format, but also quite open to like, oh, you could talk about something that I I not only maybe don't know about, maybe I've never heard about it, maybe I, um, I've only heard stereotypical views of that particular illness or situation and being open to just sitting down and, and like you say, like learning, being educated, questioning the other person a little bit as well and just saying, oh, I, I didn't quite understand that or it's not something I've been aware of and being happy to have that type of conversation I think is 
maybe something not everyone is um, open to initially. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think um, just as a, as you're saying that, Mike, just an observation is um, none of us are really obsessed or even concerned with being quote unquote right. We just kind of, you know, we just kind of springboard off of each other and we enjoy it that way. So so making an argument for or against anything never really crosses my mind because we're just we're just kind of we're I don't know. It's kind of a little bit of a melting pot, you know, where we're just kind of sharing experiences and things like that. And I don't know. I think it's I think this is what happens when people get past the superficiality of something and trying to be something they're not or, or you know, whatever the case may be. But um, we're just we just kind of come to the table and go, hi, this is me. Here's my junk. Hmm. And here's what I'm doing. Um, here's what I'm doing about it. And here's some things that other other people have talked to me about. What's your guys' opinion? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I wish I had more relationships like this in life. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Do you do you think we're able to have that relationship to some extent because we we don't know each other in real life and because we maybe aren't going to see each other every week? Do you think that maybe leads to us being more open with each other? I think so. I think so. I've got a couple of thoughts on that, but it was really in the form of asking you guys questions. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> well, that's, that's actually an interesting topic. Um, I mean, I think... Ever since we started doing this, it's been made. It's been basically just the three of us sitting around chatting with no expectations of being right or questioning somebody's opinion or thoughts. It's more of this is what I think. This is what I think. This is what I think. And generally, they do, um, you know, kind of flow together very well. As as you said, it is a bit of a melting pot. So I think, I think some of it may have to do with the fact that we don't talk every week although like if this was a weekly thing i mean you know like once the big podcasting gurus finally realize what we're doing mm. and they sign us to like a seven-figure contract and we would do this like every week or every day mm. absolutely i still think that we'll be able to um you know talk and share and not have to be right about something because that's kind of what makes this show what it is is you know three dudes from three different backgrounds from three different struggles from three different parts of the world and just kind of all with a common goal, but different ways of going about doing it and getting there each, uh, you know, each each episode. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that that might have it. You know, I mean, it makes it it makes it special. It's a it's a special time, maybe because we're not doing because there's guys on YouTube, there's guys that do on uh, different you know different uh, formats or different platforms that do this kind of stuff. Some of them do it daily, hmm. you know. And um, I think maybe that would get to be a grind, but we kind of get the opportunity to catch catch up on what the other ones are up to and what's going on. And and um, but I, but I think it is unique in in situations where there is a. Unfortunately, it's usually a malady of some kind, you know, or an illness or or something that brings people of a group together. And they kind of concentrate on things that are a little bit deeper and a little bit more important than the everyday, you know, what's it say on your business card? What kind of a car do you drive? You know, <laughs> you know that, that kind of thing, the, the superficial stuff that, that we probably all run into to one extent or another, especially in our work lives. But, um, um, yeah, I, I think it makes it unique in the fact that we're not 
there's no competition. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not, I know more about this than you do, you know, kind of a thing. And in other facets of life, I see that kind of garbage all the time. So to run into two people that, that have no interest in that whatsoever and just freely share what's going on, I think, I think part of it might be that it's, it's, you know, maybe a little bit of distance between us. And part of it might be a common struggle, you know, a common, a common issue. I love the silence, right? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that was, and it was quite a nice, thoughtful silence as well. It was. I was, I was contemplating the, the, the inner workings of Wes's mind as he was sharing so eloquently about this podcast. And yeah, I don't know, but in yeah. any event, yes, it, well, you're right. Hey, I mean, <laughs> if we were to to do this every single day, it might get to be a grind, but I think we would probably figure out a way to make it work. So just because we do get along so well, and I think it is, it is, you know, there there are some dynamics of podcasts where everybody argues and carries on all the time, and that that probably wouldn't work for us. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, given, given the topics that we cover, you know, it probably just wouldn't be something that would be a very yeah. good way to go down anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is... You know, a lot of times th this is difficult stuff that we're talking about. So right. for us to come on and try and banter and argue back and forth probably wouldn't do much for the <laughs> the stigma that we're all trying to fight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably wouldn't go down too well. <laughs> yes, we're three guys that are starting to come out of our shell. And uh, if you don't like what we say, you suck. Because our opinion is the only one that matters, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, yeah that just... <laughs> not arguing pop culture here. You know, this is a little bit deeper than than. Yeah. Not only that, but we're three genuinely nice guys. We do we you know we like to be nice. What the yeah. heck? Yeah. yeah. And I think, like you said earlier, we're all quite relaxed in that we're happy to talk about our experience, but we don't feel the need to say this is everyone's or this is right or that's wrong. And it's um, we're all quite prepared to sort of sit back and and listen to the other person's story and um, there will be something in it that we're able to to learn from even if it's only to learn more about that person and it's having right. those I guess those type of um, interpersonal skills that you're you're not just happy to use but that you want to use you want to learn a little bit more about um, I, I think we've all learned bits about each other we've all learned bits about sort of mental health illnesses or experiences or ways to kind of initiate conversation and definitely ways to to manage our time <laughs> maybe we've tried to do maybe we've tried to do that um and it's that sort of side i guess of yeah like you say being prepared to actually come in and say I, I I know enough to have a conversation. I don't need to be the expert. I'm happy to just be part of that conversation. I don't need to lead it. Bingo. I think that's it right there. We don't really need, you know, we don't really, uh, we don't really have a need for that. We're not standing on ceremony. It's just kind of, it is what it is and it works for us. So we move forward. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and I think um, when we when I think Mike mentioned earlier about how we kind of learn a lot about ourselves and our guests when when we're doing this podcast, like I, it's always interesting. Like you know, like like you both said, we always learn something each week, either about each other or about the topic we're talking about. But doing podcasting in general, I usually I usually learn at least one thing that I didn't know about a topic 
you know, one each week whenever I'm talking to a guest. I mean, sometimes I know a pretty fair amount about the subject matter, but I just have one that's going up on, well, it'll be tomorrow as of the day that we're recording this. But, you know, it was on a topic of intergenerational trauma, and I had never covered that before. And honestly, I knew very little about it. Like, I had heard about it, and that was it. So I spent most of the podcast learning about what it was and how it how it affects people and, and, you know, what the warning signs are and treatment options and all kinds of stuff. So I doing this podcasting, doing blogging, it's always a learning experience. So, yeah, as much as we are having guests on to share their story, I think a lot of times we are also, you know, um, educating ourselves, like Mike said, and increasing our own knowledge, especially when it comes to something that you've never covered before, which is a little unsettling at times because usually I'm like, you know, okay, I, I know enough to be, you know, at least sound kind of kind of sort of intelligent. And and on that show, I was like, I was trying to figure out exactly what to say and ask intelligent questions because I didn't know half of what she was talking about. And so I had to learn along the way, but she was such a great guest and I learned so much and I've since done some research and I've talked to a couple people since that recording. And like, I mean, I feel like I have a, a, a much better grasp of it now, but at the time, you know, I really, it, it was one of the few times where I kind of felt a little, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say disjointed or awkward, but just a little unsteady as opposed to like, you know, other podcasts where you're discussing something you know more about. Mm-hmm. Well, not not to make you give anything away, but you said you said multi-generational trauma. Is yeah. that what you said? Intergenerational trauma. Intergenerational. How does how explain that or just kind of uh, give me? Oh, a yeah. Thumb. I mean, I mean, without without giving away the farm here, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Intergenerational trauma is something that is inherited. It's something where you don't have to experience trauma firsthand to feel the effects of it. So she is a second generation Holocaust survivor. So Mm -hmm. she, you know, so she works with a lot of Holocaust survivors. She works with other people who, who experience trauma, who have never actually been the victim of some type of abuse or neglect or been through an addiction or something else. So they are they are feeling a lot of the same things that we as survivors do, be it, uh, you know, all the emotions and the fear and the anxiety and the worry and the challenges and wondering why you feel this way and all the different things. But they, they don't have anything to base it on because they haven't been through something that would generally make you, you know, start to have that stuff manifest in your life. So it's literally been passed down. And she mentions she mentions like studies that were done um Uh, scientific studies that were done to prove this, you know, so it's not just a theory, it's actual proof that, you know, based on certain types of triggers, be it smells or, or taste or food or things that you hear these people and well, people and also animals. I mean, they've done multiple studies, not on like, you know, but in any event, um, learning how people who have been through some type of trauma generations before their descendants, um, oftentimes can, um, start to feel some of the effects that they felt, even though it's been decades since wow. some, something like that happened. Wow. So yeah, That's it's really, really interesting. And it, I was, yeah. And that goes up tomorrow, you said? It goes up tomorrow, Monday, the 8th of October. So by the time that I get our show up here, and, and we all get our shows up, it'll probably be the end of next week, so it'll already be up. Ooh. So Okay, cool. Well, I'll be on the lookout for it because Ooh. I'll need... I'll need to, as I do process paperwork in the morning, I'll put my headphones on. And that's where I get, that's where I get to listen to, uh, you know, actual real important stuff as opposed to what I do first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, lo- 
I'll tell you what, I have lucked out a little bit the last couple of weeks. I've had um, just a load of like printing and paperwork and stuff to do at work. And um, at the moment I'm in an office and it's just me in there. There's a like an empty desk for someone that was meant to start but hasn't started and um, whatever. So I'm in an office on my own. And actually there are, are some podcasts I listen to um, where it, they wouldn't be appropriate um, if someone walked in. But anything that's like a, a, a mental health discussion and things like that are completely fine. It's been really nice to just... Okay, I'm just going to go through emails, do some printing, sort some files, and I can just have a couple of podcasts and stuff lined up and have them to listen to. Wow, it's been really nice, actually, because every so often, I don't know if you guys notice, when you listen to a few different podcasts, you get to a certain stage where you just end up with a backlog of so many, like, oh, each podcast I listen to is like, released two episodes, and now that means I've got, like, 30 to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like I'm, I'm not going to listen to all of those. Like you probably listen to one from each type thing, and you miss out on some of the stuff that they've put out. So I've been, yeah, really fortunate the last couple of weeks. I've caught up with everything. I think I've decided to stop listening to. Um, I think it's the. Uh, I probably shouldn't say it's one. <laughs> it's one podcast that I've, I've got. To say. <laughs> yeah, because it's crap. <laughs> no, it's just it's not quite my cup of tea um so yeah i've decided to stop listening to that so that's freed up a little bit of time as well (laughs) yeah i mean you know what that's a good point because there are literally so many good podcasts out there and i mean i can't keep up with all the ones i mean my my podcast player is always you know there are seven pending episodes from this one and that one the other one i'm like oh my god and then after a while you're like you know what i can't listen to all these there's no way so yeah i'll try and pick a few out from each one here and there while i'm driving or something but Mm -hmm. yeah so it is i mean there are a lot of good podcasts a lot of good topics and you know especially for those those who are able to put out two and three episodes a week which i don't know how in the world you do that yeah but I i mean i'm gonna try a little experiment i'm trying to do two a week and it's already a bit daunting <laughs> so you know, I, you know, I'm kind of running an experiment to see how that works how and if I can do it and kind of still keep my sanity. But mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of podcasts out there, and, and it can be overwhelming at times to try and keep up because you want to support your fellow podcaster, especially when we're talking about mental health types of things, and um, you know, we want to you know share and, and what they're and what they're putting out there and 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 listen and enjoy it and learn some things. But at the same time, you just can't listen to everything all the time. It's just it, there's just so much out there. Right. Well, and that's true. And I, I think one of the things that I've noticed that I, that's changed about me since I started doing this is you're absolutely right. You can't possibly listen to them all. But if you, you know, if you've got enough of an interaction or have listened to enough or read enough blogs, like for you, Matt, I don't need to know every single uh, post that you put out. But if it's linked to Twitter, I'm going to repost it. Same with Mike. If I see it, it gets reposted. You know, it's only been recently that I realized that I could tell I could tell Twitter to keep an eye out for both of you. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a little notification thing right there. It's a bell. Hey, imagine that. So it's only been the last couple of months. See, this is how technically, you know, adapt I am is not at all. I did um, not know that, though. <laughs> I'm not good. I didn't you know, know about a bell on Twitter. You hit the little you hit the little bell on their page and and you'll get a little tweet icon at the oh. at the top of, top of your screen every time they tweet. Now some people I follow and it's usually like 
uh, people in the sports world and stuff like that, uh, reporters or, or things like that, I never realized these guys must not do anything but tweet all day, you know, because <laughs> it's because it's like ding, ding every, you know, five minutes. I'm like, OK, stop. But um, like with your guys, I, when I see stuff, I just I just repost it. It's like I know enough about you guys to I'm just going to keep promoting, you know. What is it that everybody says on Twitter? Retweets are not endorsements. Well, they are with you two. Oh. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, for yeah. us they are. Yeah, exactly. Does it go ting ting if that person retweets? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it's every time they tweet. I turn the sound off. So I all I get is just this little tiny Tweety Bird up in the corner that tells me... Um, you know, hey, you've got you've got tweets that you're interested in, and I'll I'll scroll down, and it's it's Matt or it's you or it's you know some nonsense that I'm watching on or that I'm paying attention to locally or whatever, and then that way I can kind of go through them at the end of the day. Um, like like yesterday, um, uh, I I was by myself and I I went to the local Costco to pick up our monthly whatevers that we have to get from there. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm starving. So I go get a hot dog (laughs) and I sit down. And the first thing I see is one of Matt's blog posts. And Matt, I don't know if you remember, this is one that you did probably a year and a half or so ago. And it was about choosing, um, choosing uh, resentment or empathy when it comes to To a, a toxic parent. Yeah. A toxic parent. And I'm like, okay, this one I've got to read. And, um, like with yours, Mike, sometimes I'll just take them and I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll tweet them to myself in my, in my, uh, direct message, my DM Hmm. so that I don't forget to, to read it later. So I'm sitting here eating a hot dog, reading, reading this post. And I'm like, you know, it just, I, I gleaned so much from that that resonated with me. And this is what happens all the time. I think this is part of what we talk about with the community. Someone is always saying something that you can relate to. Whereas I think before social media, before the internet, that kind of stuff, these things could, I, I'm, I'm trying to think, who did I talk to about these kinds of things before um you know, before uh, social media came about or and I couldn't read articles. I mean, back in the day when you had to go buy a book or a magazine and, you know, there's not a whole lot of mental health magazines sitting on the shelf in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure there's that many now. Oh, on the shelf <laughs> if you're online and that's the thing about it, too, is like when I'm trying to relate to somebody in my family or if I'm or if I'm trying to relay information to them about what's going on in my head, a lot of times those conversations will start with an article or a podcast or a blog or something that I read online. And it kind of helps me explain to another person what my struggles are because I don't have that automatic because let's face it, we we get not only do we fight against stigma, but there's stigma in our own heads. You know, otherwise it wouldn't be stigma. Everybody would be talking about it, right? Um, and and so when I open my mouth, sometimes I go, if I tell this person this, I'm just going to sound like an idiot. Well, when I've listened to something and when I when I have the validation of something that I've been going through, 
um, being read back to me, basically, like someone's reading my mail and it's coming from a completely different source, that can be a conversation starter. And I automatically have that emotional validation that says, no, this is this is true, not only of me, but of other people out there. And here's the proof. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, I totally get it. And um, I mean, you know, I I enjoy. Um, and, and this kind of leads in, into my next thing, too, was I enjoy the way that um, Mike's podcast and blog especially has kind of evolved since we started doing this. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, he covers a wide range of topics, stuff that you and I don't cover on our shows at all. So, right. you know, and I, I think that's really cool is, you know, he's kind of branched out into different parts of not just mental health, but, you know, physical health. And then, um, you know, other things that he's discussed that I've read on his website or that I've seen him tweet out. And of course, there's always the amazing uh, Instagram pics of his hair. And, you know, <laughs> but, I mean, but I, I just think it's neat the way that like all of us have kind of evolved in some way mm. throughout this journey, which kind of actually circles back to the original thing, the topic that we were discussing is when you are an advocate, um, whether you, you know, you're a podcast, you're a blogger, you're, you're doing, so you're an activist, you're doing something. It's very interesting that, you know, six months into the journey, a year, two years, five years, things don't usually look the same way as they did when you started, which is a good thing, obviously. But mm -hmm. like, you know, we often have this plan of, well, I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to cover this and that, and I'm going to have a podcast and it's, we're going to talk to these people. And then you see over time the way that circumstances unfold and the connections you make that and, and and plus your own healing journey, too, especially if you're working with a therapist or a coach or you're just doing research or, you're, you know, mm. everything kind of is is just kind of comes together to form your your platform into something that you may not necessarily have thought it was going to be. But it actually, it, it seems to kind of work itself out. I mean, you know, it just, it's interesting. I, I've noticed me, I mean, I've been covering some topics that I never had expected to cover. Not that I was intentionally not, I just didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mike's blog and, and stuff has, has, has morphed into different things. And so it's neat to see how your own, not just your platform, but you yourself kind of change and evolve and heal and have different views and things that maybe you weren't planning on having or didn't ever think that you might have you know, when you first started. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing about it is it's, it's, and I've said this before, both on this show and on, and on mine is, is I don't feel it moment to moment, but I, I've learned enough about my anxiety issues and, and what I'm slowly learning is, is a bit of depression. Um, I've learned enough to know that even if I'm not sensing it, per se, consciously, fear of failure stops me more often than not. I will, I, I, I think I might've told you guys this before, but at one point, a couple of years ago, I was saying, there's a reason why every single time you're about to sit down and, and, you know, practice guitar or podcast or write a blog or, or do anything that something gets in your way. It's because you're, you're, creating these barriers, Wes, it's not external. You're, you're doing this on your own. It's self-sabotage because you're scared to death that you're going to fail whatever failure means. And so you just avoid it. And it's almost like extreme procrastination, you know? And, um, so when I listen to you guys, like, like you just said about Mike's, he's, he's got such a, a wide variety that you go, 
hey, I could expand a little. Anyway, it's just inspiring. You know, it's it's inspiring to see other people do it. And what Matt is saying, I completely agree with because I have got to get over this thing of not being able to see the end of the road before I before I start traveling down, you know, because I'm I'm notorious for that. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's got to be planned out. And I got to do this and I got to do that. It's like, just shut up and record whatever. Whatever happens is meant to happen. It's going to happen down the road. And like you just said perfectly, Matt, it it evolves. It changes. It's you end up in places you didn't even imagine yourself ending up. And um, and and I should just trust that process. I should just let it flow and 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 keep moving forward. You know, learning to release that control or that need to control is huge. Yeah, especially I mean that's that's a big part of anxiety, isn't it? It's just it's a huge it's, part. I'm gonna be I if I do this, if I get on this freeway, I'm gonna be completely out of control, or I will feel completely out of control, and that all stems from my desperate need to feel like I'm in control. When everybody knows that's a farce anyway. That, you know, <laughs> but it's it's difficult to overcome, and yet the thing of it is, is the more I do different things the more I see that, that, that false shell of, of the fear of failure starting to crack in different places. And I don't get as anxious and I don't get as uptight. And I, I mean, I just got off the stage this morning and every week I've had this little mild panic attack come over me. And I have to avoid the thought that says, oh my God, what if I'm standing up here with six other people in front of 150 people and I'd pass out, you know, and I'm going and the thing I have to tell myself, Wes, you've been fighting panic attacks uh, on a, on the actual scale of having an attack where you're kind of incapacitated. You've been fighting this for over 25 years. When have you ever passed out ever? And yet every time I have one, that's what's going to happen. You know, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to die. I'm get, you know, those kinds of things. So um, just allowing myself to experience new and different things, I have that to build on the next time I do something. It's like, well, this didn't kill me, so now I'm going to try this. And um, like I say, a lot of that comes from interacting. If I'm sitting in my corner isolating, as I'm prone to do, I'm going to sit and spin. I'm never going to get anywhere. Um, If I choose to engage and interact and talk with you guys and and read on social media and listen to podcasts, then my world just gets bigger. And that's, that's always been my big thing. It's changing that mindset a little bit or, or being aware of it, isn't it? Cause I think I've definitely had and still have times where I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to do this. Cause I would, I'd rather not do it than do it and fail. Um, but I think there's been certain things that have, changed the way I've looked at some situations where I said actually do you know what I'd, I would rather try this give it a go see what it's like and if it fails and I fail then that's what happens but I would rather do it and fail than know that I didn't try um, but it is sometimes picking your your battles with that and um, I know one of the things that I, I've definitely struggled with um, for for the last few years is is around relationships and um knowing that um like I've got to the stage where I've been in a relationship for a few months now and 
actually, like, we've been very open. We've had those conversations where I've said, look, I've been completely honest and said I I wasn't looking and I'm I'm still not interested in having just a relationship. I, I could take or leave a relationship, but I've met someone and enjoy spending time with them and I can't take or leave them. And I think it's that side of going, do you know what, okay, a relationship isn't what I'm looking for, but I want to be with this person and to be with this person I have to have a relationship. So I'd rather do that and say, do you know what, in the future maybe, yeah, that maybe that will fail. But that's what I want to do and I want to try that and I want to see where that goes. And it's learning to take those balances and work out what you're prepared to put yourself out with, I think, sometimes. Totally agree. Matt? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's huge. I mean, you know, I mean, when you when you can release the need to control something, release the need to be able to see what's going to happen release your 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 innate desire to try and figure things out and decide well you know i know i'm you know and you know it's like mike said if you're not looking for something and then all of a sudden somebody kind of falls in your lap well you realize that maybe you weren't intentionally looking but perhaps there's a reason they came into your life and in order to pursue it you need to to commit some time to it and some energy and you know spend time with this person and see what happens and Mm. um but yeah it's really that that's one of the biggest things about Really, honestly, it's just life. It's life stuff. It's not just anxiety stuff or podcasting stuff or mental mm. health stuff or survivor stuff. It is we so often have this desire to need to control things. Because I mean, for any number of reasons, because control makes you feel like you're secure. It makes you feel like you have direction. It makes you feel mm-hmm. like you know what's going to happen when in reality, you don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. And you don't know what your life's going to look like six months from now. You can plan and that's good. Like there's nothing wrong with plans. But but having to have this hard and fast rule of my life needs to look like this and I have to accomplish that and I have to be with this person and, you know, things have to work out this way. Otherwise, you know, when you have that that black and white extreme view of it has to be this way so rigid, that then you're setting yourself up for failure and all kinds of shame and just and, you know, disappointment. So and, and you know, it's it's a it's a it's a long process to get to that point. And really, I think it's something that you're always continuously learning, um, you know, about yourself and whatever, whatever phase you're in in your life personally or professionally is realizing that things are going to happen that are out of your control and you know it's not necessarily a bad thing if you weren't planning for something but it actually happens because you never know what it's going to turn into and you know what what those circumstances are going to you know morph you into or you know develop into over time and being open to it is is really it's an eye-opening it's a huge part of life not just in the stuff that we do with podcasting or anything else right yeah, I I get a a sense while you were saying that of uh, one of the rules I read for adult children of alcoholics is they they struggle with what's normal. They struggle to define what's normal, and um, so in my case, that's that's definitely a big piece of my of my anxiety story is something that you know I didn't realize how deeply it affected me until you start going through things where you sit there and go, well, I, I really don't know what's normal. Well, you don't because you haven't experienced this. You haven't experienced this. Why? Because you, you don't take a step out. You know, you don't, as they say, step out in faith and just say, um, I'm going to pursue this, uh, and I'm not going to be a jerk about it. I'm just going to, I'm going to, you know, put one foot in front of the other. And, uh, that's how we learn. 
you know, and um, it just, it, it, it becomes something that I want to pursue the more I pursue it. And, and I, I totally agree. It's, it's just life. It's just that, you know, sometimes life skills, um, we, we don't learn them when we should have. So now we have some kind of catching up to do. But I totally agree with you, Matt. I don't think it's ever a finished process. I run into situations in recovery, in addiction recovery, where everyone's like, okay, all right, I need to do this. It's 12 steps, 12 weeks, and then I'm done. It's like, yeah, you know, you might want to change that mindset because it, it, it's truly said you're, you're never done. You're never going to stop learning. You're never going to stop changing. You're never going to stop becoming a little bit better or a little bit worse. <laughs> it just depends on what you choose to focus on. And um, like I say, I mean, I've been saying since I got sober, man, I, this is the happiest year I've had in my entire life. And I continue to say that. Now it's been 11 years and I'm still in a better place now than I was even this time last year. So, um, but uh, the, you know, like you say, Matt, I mean, I, I can relate because I uh, there's still so much I have to overcome that I better remain teachable. Otherwise, um, I'm just going to be, you know, uh, spinning and I'm not going to get anywhere. And I desperately want to get somewhere. <laughs> Wow, and, that, that, <laughs> and that fell with a resounding thud, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So see, you know what? See, everybody, see, there's normally an order. It's usually Wes and then Mike, then me. And, and if we get out of that order, it's all jacked up. Yeah. All right. It's another one of those. You start thinking it and you forget that we're recording the conversation. And you're like, yeah. It's that moment where you just need to, yeah, thinking about that journey and the, like we're all progressing and um like you say some some journeys take turns that you didn't expect or that you didn't see some will take longer than you expected or parts of it might be easier and other parts might be harder and uh yeah i don't know i think it's a conversation i've had a couple of times um a lot over the last um couple of months actually with um a few different people around that idea of particularly uh, more the recovery side um and the idea that there is a like an end point um and i've kind of all the time I, i've struggled with mental health I, I i don't like that because it sort of i feel like it sets you up for a failure um and i've always been well the journey is to to better understand and be able to to deal with the situation better um but it's been really interesting to talk to some people that do have quite a clear mindset of no, actually, my, my goal is to to get in brackets better and to be fully recovered. And for the, the things that I put in place now, um, potentially not to need to do those in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and it is really interesting because it does. Well, I found it really interesting because it really makes you think about um, why do I think the way I do and is that a, a positive way to think? Is it the most useful way to think? And um, I mean, there's elements of overthinking that. Uh, but it's it, it has been interesting. It's, it has kind of, to me, it's reaffirmed a little bit of, of why I think. And I'm quite happy with the my mindset of how my recovery or how recovery can happen. Um, but it is interesting to hear other people talk about their experience or their thoughts. And, and particularly when they are quite different to your own as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but 
yeah, that idea of, of your your journey and where it's going and I guess hearing other people's stories as well and something that we've um, done quite a lot on, on different episodes where we've spoken about conversations we've had with other people and had on our own podcasts and um, it is interesting to kind of see those journeys play out. Yeah, and I, what I like what you said, Mike, was was you said you're quite happy with where your journey has been taking you. And I'm like, isn't that the ultimate goal mm. is to be content and to be happy and to feel, um, you know, some sense of accomplishment and, and some sense of getting better. And I mean, if we're happy with where our journey is or, or the direction that it's going, yeah. maybe not always the end result, then that's a far cry from some of the places we've been before, which were anything mm. but happy. Yeah. And I think, I've had um, so in the last week. Um, I've I've gone back to the doctors and sort of said, Look, I've made this um, this type of recovery, and that um, this is better or less of an issue now. Um, but I'm finding that I'm really struggling with this other thing that I've not really spoken a huge amount about before. Um, but feeling like actually, do you know what? I've got to a stage where I do feel able to go. Do you know what? Yes, I have improved from where I was, but I, I'm I'm not happy here. I, I want that recovery to continue, and there are more things with with my health or with my mental health that I want to improve on. And being able to kind of sort of step forward and say, actually, no, there's there's more going on that I, I want to be addressed. Um, and I think for me that was a it was it was sad um, to acknowledge that actually there's there's still a a lot of stuff going on that that isn't being dealt with and that does need to be worked on but feeling happy and that actually do you know what I've, I've recognized that and that is part of that continued journey um mm. and I think it, it is that that people do go through stages where there's um changes to that recovery whether it's positive or negative and actually just going you know it, it's part of that journey and just um like you say being happy with with where you've got to and also being happy that you're you're on that journey to to wherever you want to be yes finding yeah. contentment mm. in where you are mm. huge mm-hmm. yeah that might be uh yeah i mean i had a couple brainstorms of future uh topics here i mean finding contentment where you are mm. um you know i think could be something to talk about fear of failure which wes mentioned a little while ago could be a good topic um because that can be um, you know, you can, you can have a fear of failure in so many parts of your life. I mean, you know, and personally and professionally, you know, with your relationships, everything. So that might be something to consider, but I know our next topic will probably be the annual holiday mm. type of, um, discussion, you know, uh, you know, surviving the holidays, mental health in the holidays, you know, the struggles of, of, of mental health challenges in the holidays and stuff. Cause our next Show will probably be what, like uh, late November, early December, right? Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably yeah. because yeah, I mean we're coming up quickly on Halloween, then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas will be here before you know it. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Although I but, do find quite funny now that, <laughs> given we've worked out that the next one is going to be kind of that 
seasonal episode <laughs> but then that means that not only do you expect us to remember a topic for the next <laughs> for the next recording yeah, that's true. you're that expecting us to remember be... two ahead. <laughs> that's true that means the next one will be in like january like like january so and we you have think to really we're gonna remember ahead. a topic that far away <laughs> never gonna happen yeah it's we're not gonna, gonna happen gonna... We're going to start our plans now for uh, our discussion of Christmas 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got we to get ahead of ourselves here. Oh, dear. That's all good stuff, guys. It is That's, good stuff. That was that was a good hour of catching uh, up, sharing some stuff that is kind of, like always, uh, organically just morphed into some kind of cool conversation. Yeah, mm. it always happens. It always does. I quite like uh, the... Anything you got? Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just saying, I quite like the... Um, kind of this episode being a bit of a, like a where we were, where we are type thing, but also being a really casual one and not having like a real start or it's quite nice to have one that was actually a bit more about us rather than a general topic. It really was sort of... Yeah, that's true because you're right. I mean, usually when you're talking, you have a guest and, you know, you're staying on topic with their expertise. And I mean, even with us, like the last episode was was all about religion and and mental health. And that was kind of a deep thing, even though yeah. we put our own unique spin on it. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. nice to just catch up and chat about whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We should probably take time out to do that, you know, a couple times a year and just and just just talk about where we're at and, mm. and what's going on in our own heads. Not having any responsibility, just. Just well, and you know what? I mean, we can make that like the theme of our show going forward. I mean, because we wait like a month and a half or two months in between shows, I mean, there's stuff that happens in our life in, in two months that we could probably just start talking about anytime. That's a good point because our we are pretty focused when we're doing our own thing. So when we get together, we probably could just, you know, fly. And, and it's funny because just like you just said, Matt, when I was when I was texting you guys earlier about a subject, I'm like, you know what? I don't know why I worry about a subject. Every time we get together, um, something great always comes out of it. And what's really weird is I am not a phone guy. I'm even less of a phone guy since they since they invented text messaging. Mm. I would much <laughs> rather spend all day texting someone than ever pick up a phone and call them. Yes. And yet we sit here like three, you know, like in past generations, it would be two guys talking on the phone for two hours, sitting out in front, you know, with a long cord out back so they could smoke cigarettes. And, and then when they catch up on each other, then they call the other guy. And, you know, and that is totally not me. This is about the only time I actually do that. Yeah, I like, um, isn't there a clip in The Simpsons where Homer phones up someone and he's like, how are you doing? What are you doing? And the guy's like, I'm all right. What do you want? And he's like, just paying to see how you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't really do that. <laughs> but it's well, essentially what the podcast is about, really. Yeah, exactly. It's, this is just our version of doing it because, mm. you know, to pick up a phone and actually call someone. And I have friends. They'll pick up the phone to call just to chat. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> you know? like, I don't have a, I, I have no desire and no time to do that just text me yeah. Yeah. No, just text me if there's something you want just text me and I'll text you back <laughs> yeah. and from there. Or at so least this is text me first and then yeah. tell me yes like, yes let's... text me and then call yeah if someone phones <laughs> me I'm like not picking up they haven't told me they're phoning <laughs> Yeah, there's a joke going around on Facebook where, you know, it's got like some, you know, probably a cat that's giving you this weird look. And it says, when you text someone and they call you, it's like, what? Yeah. No. What are you doing? Call me? 
That's why I text you. Because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and don't take it personally. Because I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I just need a quick answer, and that's it. I don't need like a 20-minute breakdown of how your life has been. Just answer my question. <laughs> I just asked you what time it is. I didn't ask you how to build a freaking watch. Oh, my God. I've seen something like that come through on my timeline several times. Yeah. I've yeah. had the lab. It's funny. Yeah, it's true. Well, you guys got anything you want to plug before uh, before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. I keep on thinking, oh, I'm ready for another new project. But um, I think the thing that I'm going to do, or I've started to do this week actually, is put together um, a couple of meetups that are like in my local-ish area. Um, there's not been too many this year, but last year there were quite a few. And it's been a shame not to meet up with some of the people that I've spoken with online. So... I'm trying to organise a couple of those for um, the early part of next year, uh, just to have the opportunity to meet up with people. Like we, we speak to so many, and um, I, I don't know what it's like with you guys, but I actually know a few people online that really don't live that far away from me. Um, but we just we don't meet up. We don't um, do that. So I'm trying to organise a couple of those for next year, and I have um, just this week. Uh, worked out and announced the date for my second um, mental health blog awards event for next year. So um, awesome. that's really good. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, meetups and events. That's cool. I always like following your exploits when you do that. When you go to meet up with people. Oh yeah, and, dude, those are great. Yeah, and to answer the question, absolutely no one that I interact with online is anywhere near me. Because every time someone follows me on Twitter, they're either in the UK or Canada. I don't know if it's an algorithm or what it is. Getting pushed in Canada. I, I am, yes, I am almost certain that Matt and I are the only two people in the United States that are on Twitter. I'm, that's so great (laughs) and yeah you know what mike when you do these meetups you did was it earlier this year was it last year you went to to i think it was like uh like a a bloggers convention or something but you did a vlog of of like the entire experience oh yeah like when you left your house you were on the train you were in the pub and all like that was cool dude that was awesome it's trying to remember to do it because i look back and i'm like well, there's not that many. It is actually cool to go back and watch the videos myself. And I'm like, oh, it was really cool to go along and see see everyone. It's just remembering to do it at the time and have that memory recorded as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do it whenever you can because it was really cool. Mm, I'll try and yeah. I'll, I'll keep it up for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> gee, well, gee, thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Cool. How about you, Matt? Anything? I mean, I know you already spoke about the one that's going to drop tomorrow, but anything else going on that you want to plug? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just I've got, um, you know, I've got a lot more podcasts coming up right now. I'm scheduled out about four weeks, four to five weeks with shows. So, you know, if you're if you're interested, you want to come on a show and share your story you know, if you're an advocate, um, you know, anything, you know, I, like I said, I like Mike, I'm kind of branching out my podcast a little bit more in 2019. I mean, still always around the areas of mental health for me, but branching out a bit more into different aspects of it and people who have um, overcome a lot of different types of struggles, things that I haven't covered before. So I'm looking to kind of branch out a bit more, you know, still doing the blog, 
Um, and just and you know, yeah, it's it's going great, and I'm just kind of humming along and learning and seeing how this how how circumstances are unfolding and watching this kind of thing uh, you know unravel in front of me. It's it's kind of exciting, so it's all good. There's been well, some really cool guests as well that you've had recently, and like you yes. say, hearing the different types of conversations that come up. Yes. Been, it's been really interesting, and yeah, I, I it is nice when you see oh, oh, what are they going to talk about as well, and it's it's that different side and not just the different stories because you're um, there's more experts as well, isn't there, and professionals coming on, and it's oh my god, it's yeah, yeah, really yeah, interesting to hear because that's slightly mm-hmm. different to I I have had some experts, but generally it's just people talking about their story, and so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like oh, it's really interesting to have people that talk about that professional side of it as well is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, like my podcast originally was just me. And then my first guest ever was actually Wes for like episode two or three of my podcast. And, and I, and I was originally doing most of it myself and having some, you know, uh, everyday people like me on there. And then it just naturally evolved into bringing on clinicians and coaches and yeah. authors and people who have just, yeah, shared. And I mean, I've learned a ton this year more than any other year of, doing podcasting on any topic. So yeah, it's all good. That's cool. Well, and it kind of brings back, it kind of brings us back home to the original idea of the topic that I think we've done pretty good fleshing out is that we are not in the place we were when we started. Mm. You know, I, I mean, you guys are testaments to that. I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying and I can just see how things have changed and how, um, you know, you're talking about expansion. I mean, and I always want to try and keep in mind for anybody else who's out there listening, there was a time when each one of us, I'm almost certain, would have said, podcasting, are you crazy? There's no way I would ever put my voice out there. Talk about my story to the public? Are you insane? And I, you know, either that or I couldn't possibly do that. And um, I'm pretty sure we've all been there. And yet that's not where we are today. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. Well said. All right. Well, um, rattle off your uh, Twitter handles so people know where to find you. I'll go, go first. I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> That's Somebody how we do it. West So yeah, you can find find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. Um, and you can find all the stuff that I do related to the podcast and the blog at mikesopenjournal.com. Awesome. Matt? You can follow me at beyondyourpast.com and you can look to search to search for Beyond Your Past on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you will undoubtedly find me. And uh, yeah, give me a follow, like, share, whatever that stuff is, and I'm happy to interact with you. Awesome. And uh, my Twitter handle is at WESA1966. That's W-E-S-A-1966. Also at audiorising.com. Cool. Well, have a good rest of your weekend, guys, and we'll uh, we'll definitely start talking about our next one, and we'll definitely be uh, looking out for. I will be looking out for both mm. your podcasts coming up. Mm, 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 mm. Always, yes. We need to. I know what we're like with the dates. We need to get the dates in soon. Yes. Well, now that we can, now that we can just text each other direct, and mm. we know that the other one will see them, we'll, we can do that. <laughs> I still cool. chuckle every time I see that logo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Which one? <laughs>
our chat our chat yeah, conversation chat like, every guys. time i see it the first thing i think of is oh my god what time is it and what and what, what are we talking about that's awesome <laughs> oh i'm posting that picture with this podcast that's awesome <laughs> oh dear right i will see you and talk to you very soon all right Have guys everyone. take care bye yeah. all right bye-bye These are real people. They have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate it. Yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard him say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it. And they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.